Ashley Summers and Aspen Summers, and we are here for the first episode of Twinspiration, a new series of our podcast where we will be talking to inspirational people every other week to bring some positivity and inspiration into the world. That being said, we are going to begin each of these episodes with a good news minute where we will be sharing a piece of good news from the week because there's a lot of bad news in the world and we think that it's a good thing to always have some good news too. So we thought this story was good for our first episode because it's about twins. So this December, a mom was pregnant with twins at 31 weeks and one of them had been healthy throughout the whole pregnancy. She was about three pounds and the doctors weren't worried about her, but the other one was only one pound and the doctors had been concerned throughout the pregnancy that she wasn't going to be okay. So then at 31 weeks, the littler baby, the one who they were worried about, her heart rate started getting really bad and the doctors got really nervous about her heart rate and they decided they had to deliver the baby because if her heart rate continued to waver, then she might be in danger. So they induced the pregnancy and the babies were born and the little baby, Poppy, was perfectly healthy and at the time she was born, they couldn't find anything wrong with her heart. But the other baby, Winnie, who even though she seemed healthy in the womb, she actually had underdeveloped lungs and they had to take her immediately to the intensive care unit. And later the doctors came and told her mom that if they hadn't delivered the babies when they did, Winnie probably wouldn't have made it. So Poppy, her heart racing was sending out signals for the doctor to deliver them. And they said, basically, Poppy saved her sister's life because Poppy was perfectly healthy, but they never would have been able to tell that Winnie needed to be born. So we just thought that was such a cute story because even in the womb, babies, twin babies are looking out for each other. And now the babies are healthy and they are home and they are adorable. We will include the credits for that story in the show notes if you would like to read more about it or see the pictures of the really cute babies. Thank you for listening to our Good News Minute, or as I wanted to call it, inspirational in it, like minute without an M, but Aspen said I couldn't. So tell us if you think that's a better name, because I do. Anyways, and now we are so excited to share with you the first episode of Twinspiration. We are so excited to introduce the first episode of Twinspiration. For this episode, we thought who better to be our first guest than the people who inspire us the most, which are, of course, our parents, Lonnie and Michelle Summers. They are the founders of the Fetal Health Foundation, which they started after we had twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome during our mom's pregnancy, and we were saved from that. Um, So they help other families with fetal syndromes. They also run their own running event production business called House Sports, which is pretty funny because They're super athletic, and we are the very opposite of that. Um, But they are always super supportive of us, and they have both been extremely successful in the things that they do, probably due to the fact that they only sleep like two hours a night. But we are so inspired by them every day, and we are so grateful that they came to be guests on our podcast. Hi, Lonnie and Michelle Summers. Welcome to It's a Twin Thing. Well, hello. Thank you for having us. We are delighted to be here. I'm Lonnie. And I'm Michelle. Good to have you with us. Long time no see. I know. It has been a long time. My heart is aching since the last two minutes have passed us. I bet. We're excited about your new podcast. We are too. Thank you. 
you guys might be our only listeners at first, but hopefully other people will listen too. Well, actually, I don't know if you'll listen or not. Daddy likes the sound of his own voice. I'm sure he will listen to this episode. That's why we invited you guys first, because everybody knows Daddy, so we figured people would listen. Good thinking. Which I have a funny story about that later. Well, now you have to tell it, because you just said it, so all the five people who listen are going to be curious what it is. Uh, I was on a call earlier today with a group out of Sweden, and they had um, were talking about groups that they should work with in the United States or something like that, so this... The, the one guy, one of the guys that's in Sweden um, has a family member that lives in Jacksonville, Florida. And when he heard that he was, they were going to be talking with somebody in the United States, they're like, oh, there's this guy that we know, Lonnie, he used to be the announcer for the Donna Marathon. You should really connect with him. And they're like, how funny. We're actually meeting with him today. Wow. wow. That's crazy. See, everyone really does know you. Yeah. I know. Aspen and I were making fun of you yesterday because every time we would try to change the subject during dinner, you would somehow relate it back to talking about work. And we were like, it's like six degrees of separation with that guy. (laughs) That guy. Thanks. (laughs) But speaking of work, we did want to talk to you guys about one aspect of the many parts of your jobs. We were hoping that you could talk a little bit about the Fetal Health Foundation, which obviously is the organization that you started because of us. But for the people who don't know, if you could just tell us a little bit about the short version of your guys' experience with a fetal syndrome. And um, short is in all caps because sometimes our dad likes to talk a lot. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, I guess the basic thing is, is when we were pregnant with you, you were being identical twins. You share a placenta and you were diagnosed with a fetal syndromatic issue called twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Uh, when we found out, they gave us really two options, which was to terminate the pregnancy or let you die in utero. And um, that was very devastating to us. And so we searched on the internet and found an amazing doctor who was known as kind of the father, one of the fathers of fetal surgery. He had a technique to try to save you by doing in utero surgery. So a week later at 21 weeks gestation, you were saved by uh, that doctor, Dr. Quintero. And that led us to wanting to do more and help families with twin to twin transfusion syndrome, but also all fetal syndromes, because while they are rare, they can, you add them up, they can take the lives of over 200 babies a day. And there's not a lot of awareness and support out there. So you were the inspiration for advocacy, research, and awareness, and that led us to create the Fetal Health Foundation, which is the only foundation out there that supports on an international level all fetal anomalies. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really amazing that you started the foundation because I think a lot of people go through challenges of different kinds in their lives, but not everybody starts a foundation because of it. Most people don't start a foundation because of it, and I think it's just really incredible that you took that opportunity of something that happened to you and you were just thinking about how you could help other people. So 
how did the idea to start an organization come about? And what do you think kind of like pushed you over the edge to start it and to help other people rather than just accepting that it was your story and moving on? We um, were contacted on the day we were bringing you home from the hospital. We were contacted by our doctor's office to connect us with a family who was just being diagnosed or had been diagnosed that day or that week to kind of give them support as well. And um, I think that just kind of hit it home for us of like, we're so lucky that we were bringing you home from the hospital and you're both healthy and that other families were going through the same situation as us. And so, you know, we really, that's kind of what started us wanting to raise funds and help support others was just that initial phone call really of like, here's another family that's going through the same thing we just are kind of coming out of and how how can we make an impact and help them i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either there's some pictures that exist where a young couple's holding you both um at like some type of tournament or fundraiser or something and that is the family they they actually end up losing both of their babies well um i think one thing that i feel like is has always stood out to me that you guys do compared to other experiences that I've had in my life is that you really establish a personal connection with everybody that you are with. So like you saying that there's pictures of them holding us when we were babies. Like, I just think it's so cool that you really see people as not just an entity of your business, but real people. And you try to stay connected with them. Um, Like, how do you have the energy to be that social and like always be worrying about other people. I was just going to say, I think that it's just daddy's natural personality in this stage of his life is to just make those personal connections and really um, take care of people and just his compassion. Well, thank you for that. And I think you might, you two might feel differently at times, but um, I, I, you know, to truth be told, I wasn't always that way. I was much an introvert. I was very shy. I was very uh, lonely, to be honest. And there was one incident in my life that really kind of changed everything. And I quit being the person I was and started working on being the person I wanted to be. And truly, like every day, it's not perfect. There's a lot of things. No human does everything perfectly. And it's always a work in progress. But in anything that I've done is I feel that people, regardless of who they are, where they come from, what their background is, their religion, their ethnicity, their color, their skin, their preferences in life should be treated with respect and be treated like a human being. And uh, people just want to be heard and they want to feel like somebody cares. Um, And so that is in everything that we do, whether it's the foundation or it's the house sports business or just personal connections, um, we want to have people realize that we we care. I think that we kind of have noticed your inability to say no to people sometimes. Um, and I think we kind of inherited that a little bit. Yeah, so thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll let you know if I figure out how to balance that out better. Or like, yes. like the workaholic thing. Like earlier today, Aspen was like, I just wish I didn't have to sleep so I could just work more. <laughs> Um, that's something I don't usually wish. I wish I had, uh, had more hours to sleep so that I felt better about working as much as I do. If you'll, if you'll entertain me for a second, I will say this. 
Um, as much of the personality I am is really none of this would be possible without your mom. And what I mean by that is that she has, we complement each other as, as much as sometimes we might, I might get on her nerves and things. And as much as sometimes she feels like she may not contribute as much, but she's really the foundation and metaphorically the launching pad that allows me with these ideas and me to be able to connect with these people. She really makes the foundation and holds everything together. And I would not be who I am um, without her. So as much as I might be the person that's connecting and being a face, of a lot of stuff, that's because she's standing behind me and always has my back. They're making out now <laughs> for the people who aren't watching. Um, I was going to say, I, I mean, daddy, I think that you are amazing and not that I don't brag about you too, but I always tell people that like my mom is just amazing like I just don't know how she does everything like she runs a business and a foundation and cleans the house and takes care of us even though we're 19 and in college and I don't know I just every day I'm like I don't know how you just are so selfless and I hope that when I'm 48 I'm half as cool as you are so there's there's an instance that I want to put out there that really defines who your mom is. When you think about when Ashley, you saying about, you know, how she does all this stuff and being selfish and stuff like that. When you were born, um, she had to have a C-section and like, because of you were born early and stuff like that, you were in a NICU, you couldn't be by her. Um, Aspen was on oxygen because um, she had decided to swallow a whole bunch of amniotic fluid when she was born and was having well, problems. A troublemaker. No, uh, trying to get her lungs cleared and stuff. And Anyway, I remember her fighting so hard that night because they wouldn't allow her to come see you guys. And she hadn't seen you except for a brief second after you were pulled out and she wanted to get down the NICU. They wouldn't allow her until she could stand on her own. Now she just had a C-section, which means all of her abdominal muscles were cut and she couldn't feel anything. So she kept, I remember that night, so hard trying to stand because she wanted to get down to see you. And she had a really hard time. She might have puked a few times <laughs> trying to do it. So it didn't happen, but... When I, I went home that late that night and I came back early in the morning and I found her, she was finally down at the NICU and she was in a wheelchair and Aspen, she was holding you. And wow, I guess we know who's your favorite. <laughs> of course, we already knew that. But what I remember about it is I've never seen her look so relieved, so just proud to be a mom to you both as she was there. And I remember that she had her hand and she was just lightly stroking the top of your head, Aspen. And it was just everything that she's always wanted was to care for and have a family. And that is when you think about everything that mommy is about, that's what she's about. From the day that I met her and stood by me being very sick at Disney when we met to that particular moment, but I think about that particular moment. So whether you were one day old or 19, She's always carrying you in her arms and and trying to comfort you. I was going to ask earlier when you were talking about how you met, if one of you would like to share the story of how you met, because I think it's the best meeting story ever. Well, I don't know how much of a story I have, but we met in the most magical place on earth at 
Walt Disney World. We were both there on the Disney College program, and we were fortunate enough to be working in the same area, and we met early on in the program, and just love at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> she says with a hint of sarcasm. Was it really love at first sight, or was it love after a lot of sights? Um, I... I felt like I remember meeting mommy and she has the story a little bit different when she thought and where she met and we met each other, but we also know who actually has a better memory. So um, I don't know. It's questionable for both of you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I re I remember that meeting and I remember thinking that she was pretty cute and she seemed like to have a fun personality. And so being working together, we just kind of naturally started hanging out with each other. I would say I was probably the first one to, fall in love um she was probably it took a little bit longer or convincing i had to spin her around and she doesn't have good equilibrium so i made her fall for me because i spun her around put her down on the ground and thought she was going to stand up and she fell or she basically just legs went underneath her and she fell to the ground so that's how i did it wow so <laughs> anyone who's listening who's trying to meet the love of their life i guess there's your answer drop them on their heads <laughs> I didn't drop her on her head. I just made her dizzy. Well, since you're talking about your marriage, um, do you think that it is more rewarding that you started an organization with your spouse or is it more challenging? Because I know in some of my business classes, my professors have said, never start a business with your family. And obviously, uh -huh. yeah, obviously Ashley and I started a business together and it's, a lot of fun, but it's also difficult because we live together and we see each other all the time. And it's, first of all, sometimes hard to separate business and work, but also difficult to communicate sometimes when we are each other's sisters and business partners. Well, we haven't fought in like a week. So. Yeah, we, we did want to point that out. Um, but anyway, for you guys, is it ever difficult working together or not? I or is guess? it easier because yeah. you know each other so well? Uh, I think it, it's a little bit of both. I mean, naturally, it is convenient to work together on all of the stuff that we do because we're just in the same space all the time. But also that means we're in the same space all of the time and it's not it isn't clear when it's personal time versus work time and that tends to blend together probably more often than it needs to but I think as as daddy pointed out earlier we do complement each other as far as like where our strengths are and what we can bring to the table and stuff so I think that is why we're able to work well together I mean I feel like it's kind of the same thing with us like we talk about this a lot that I mean you guys know we never ever fight when we're working together but we even though sometimes we get really frustrated with each other we also kind of like think the same yeah. <laughs> a lot and it's just so much easier I feel like working with Aspen than like when I've had to work with other people on projects or something for school I feel like it just like Aspen and I just we know what each other's thinking. We know. Yeah, like we, we can just like, we want to do the same things. We have similar ideas. We don't care if we upset each other. So we don't have to like worry about other people not liking us because we have to like each other. Sometimes it's annoying because you just want something to be your thing. And like, 
baking used to be the thing that I was interested in. And then all of a sudden Aspen became interested in it. And so there were definitely times in our lives where it was like, stay in your lane. We don't need to do everything together. But also sometimes it's really fun to have someone who likes to do the same things. And I feel like it is a lot of work for us to work well together because even though our relationship makes it a lot easier, sometimes it also makes it a lot harder because we are sisters and business partners and we're on top of each other all the time. Well, we're starting to run out of time, but we have a few rapid fire questions for you. Um, First of all, we're asking all of our guests if you have a favorite inspirational quote, since this is Twinspiration. Um, so do either or both of you have a favorite quote that you want to share? Shoot. I had one and I forgot it. <laughs> it was so inspirational to her, she forgot it. Now I want to remind you, you said that my memory's not so good, but mm, um, I have one that I use all the time that I say at events. And it's, the finish line is never the end, it's the beginning of what's possible. That's a good I like one. It. I like that. Mom, you can tell us yours when you remember it. We can report back in our next episode. Then our last episode was why we think twins are weird. So did you guys think that twins were weird before you had twins? Like what? Before before you knew you were having twins, what were your thoughts on twins? Like did you see twins and think that's creepy? Or did you think like, I wish I had a twin? Or did you think... You never thought about twins at all? Like, what did, What was your opinion on the subject? I always thought it would be cool to have a twin growing up. My mom sometimes would try to dress us. My sisters and I like twins. <laughs> <laughs> you do look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I had too much thought around. I mean, I didn't think twins were creepy or anything like that. I, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I um, had a twin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I didn't think they were creepy. I think I, I was ecstatic to find out I was going to have two daughters. The story goes that was the first and only time he was ever speechless. Yes. yes yeah, we were not true. expecting we were pregnant with twins. So yes, that was probably the first and only time I was ever speechless. Okay. Anything else? Anything else you want to say? Uh, anything else to add? Wow. Uh, I'm probably nothing specific except just to say that life is short. Make as many memories as you can and try to realize that uh, because life is short, it's okay to follow different paths and change and change things up. Good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you at dinner in a couple hours. All right. See you you at dinner, 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 dinner. Bye, 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 bye.